Take a look at Mandalorian is proudly brought to you by the Four Finger Discount Network. to the uh, podcast that has yet to be named. We're going with Talking Mandalorian at the moment, but we've got a couple other names. I am Dando, and I'm joined right now by Mr. Guy Davis. The famous um, Guy Davis. Now, what names for this podcast about the Mandalorian that you have? do you have for us? I know you think Talking Mandalorian is a good title. It's not bad it's at all. It's a very cliche, basic, simple one. It's, you know why? Because SEO has got Mandalorian in the title. People searching for Mandalorian, they're going to find this podcast. That's good thinking. It does what it says on the tin. Uh, I was also thinking maybe take it like a Mandalorian. That's that's not bad. Or the Mandalorian cave. Yeah. I think taking or, it like a Mandalorian works better. I yeah. like that. <laughs> or um, we, um, you know, show you show you your proper respect and call it the Dandalorian. The Dandalorian. Nah, that's too. Nah, that's too. <laughs> I don't like that. Okay. No, we won't go there. But um, we'll let the patrons decide. Hey, by all means, patrons, chime in. Let us know uh, what you think is an appropriate title for the Mandalorian. I watched a poll up on the uh, on the Patreon group on Facebook and let us know what. And that will be the title of the podcast from episode two. Moving forward, that'll be so. The name. Obviously, talking about The Mandalorian today, I was very excited for this show. We're going to be talking about the, the show overall, but the first three chapters. Because chapter one, chapter two, chapter three, right? That we have seen the first three chapters. Yeah. They're the ones that have dropped so far. Yeah, At yeah. the time of recording, which is... December when? 27th today? It is. Yes. So another one... Is it, I think it's Saturday morning's our time. S- Saturday morning our time. Yeah. On, on, I love that. Saturday on. morning cereal. <laughs> <laughs> um, so The Mandalorian, did you get access to this before... Everyone else did because you usually get first access to most shows. Sometimes, yes, but uh, I think they were still sort of ironing out the kinks with uh, okay. with, with Disney. With Baby Yoda. I, I, I really shouldn't say that because um, <laughs> I think they were very keen to sort of you know get the word out and all that. But when it came to uh, actually uh, providing promo screeners and yeah. that kind of stuff, eh, there was a bit of radio they, silence. So they were very, I was, yeah, go, they were very secretive of this. I don't I don't think they wanted the Baby Yoda secret to get out. I. It was kind of the little heard around the world that when you first saw uh, yeah. you know Baby Yoda at the uh, at the end of the first episode, mm. no one expected. It. Everyone was very very happy. Everyone was yeah. just like <laughs> dissolved into this puddle of oh so cute. Well, I was at work and I'm watching it with my headphones on, and I went like this. People can't see this, but I went and, 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 and Andy goes, "You okay?" I was like. Yes, I can't tell you why. <laughs> but it was so, so great. But we'll get into that in a minute anyway. So you didn't get first access. No, no. So you so watched it with us heathens. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You're not used to that, are you? I know. I'm used to seeing things <laughs> in advance and then sort of uh, telling everyone, I can't tell you a thing about it, but it's pretty good. Mm. Um, now, having said that, now I'm jumping forward a little bit. So yeah, it's fine. But, 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 you know, I watched the first episode and thought, thought... First chapter, yeah. Yeah, first chapter and I thought, not bad. Pretty good. You know, very, very professional, very polished in the way that the new Star Wars stuff is, like the like the Force Awakens, and to a lesser extent, the Last Jedi and Rogue almost, One and Solo. It They're, almost felt like a Marvel show to me. Yeah, very Just much polished, so. like yeah. you said. Yeah, yeah, it's under the Disney banner now, so it's going to have a certain uh, certain professionalism to it. Yeah, you know, and I mean, um, I think one of the things that really worked about certainly about the original Star Wars trilogy and even the prequels is that they feel kind of handmade. They yeah, feel, they've. You know they've they've got weird sort of they've got a lot of bits that don't work certainly the, the prequels the stuff but, that's that's the charm of it the stuff that looks corny doesn't work but it's like that's what's good about those movies yeah though. and with these ones it's like no you've sort of 
you've ironed all the wrinkles out of yeah, this. Yeah, even like Chewie looks like he's had a bath. Yeah, <laughs> they're good and sometimes they're great, but it's like eh, there's something just a little bit missing. Yeah. And I felt that with the first episode. Then I watched the second episode oh, and pretty God. much all of those doubts and yep. fears that I had were just wiped shut away. everybody up. Very much so. But before we sort of talk about yeah. those, maybe we should sort of rewind back a bit and talk about what we thought the show would be like when what we, we first expected. heard about it. Yeah, and what we expected. I mean, because, um, I mean, are you are you a Boba Fett guy? I mean... I never used to be. I, I was a Yoda kid. Yoda right. got me interested in movies. I, interested in Star Wars, at least, anyway. I remember Empire Strikes Back was on TV, like Channel 10, Saturday night, flicking through, and I loved the Muppets when I was a kid. And all of a sudden, I saw this Muppet who I'd never seen before. I thought, who's this Muppet? <laughs> and then I, I was just fell in love with Yoda. <laughs> you sound like someone had a... Who's this Muppet? <laughs> <laughs> Is it Vinny Jones? I think so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I just fell in love with Star Wars due to Yoda. But then as I got older, I always, I, I was like, Boba Fett's this guy, you don't know anything about him. Yeah. And, and he just sort of appears and you're like, he's only in the movie for like three or four scenes, in the trilogy for like three or four scenes. Pretty much. But he's had such a lasting effect because he's just so fucking cool. Yeah. Well, look, I'm, I'm not someone who thinks he's all that cool. No, no, but no, no. because he's such a blank slate... You know, he doesn't say anything. He doesn't do a whole lot, but he does sort of lurk around. And, you know, even even Vader's sort of going, you know, not treating him with like, oh, I'm afraid of Boba Fett. Well, he knows but, who he is. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, oh, clearly this is not a dude to be messed with. So you can project a lot onto him. Yeah. And I think a lot of people have been doing that for decades. Created their own stories in their head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when you've got a character who looks a lot like that, who, you know, clearly has some of the same background or works in the same profession... Yeah, I mean, there's naturally going to be a feeling of, hmm, here's an interesting guy. I'm going mm. to follow this cat around for how many, <laughs> how many episodes? I mean, it's eight episodes, I think, of the of the. Oh, I'm not too sure. I'll look that up. But right. yeah, eight sounds about right it for does, a series like yeah. this. Yeah. Eight half-hour episodes, which is another thing I like. Because, I mean, when I first tuned in, I thought, oh, I've got to commit an hour a week to another show. Yeah. There's so many shows. And, oh, this is over in half an hour? Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> there are eight episodes, by the way. Cool. So that's, you know, that's a good four-hour story. Yeah. You know, you can, and they're not too long. They're not forty-five minutes, fifty minutes. They're just half an they're hour. They're just half an hour. Yeah, yeah. And they and they get the job done in that time. So um, less is more sometimes. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, and and these episodes are not sort of overstuffed either. They're very no. sort of lean, and uh, you know, action happens, but it's not overblown, and you know, you're not feeling assaulted or anything. So like, oh, oh, cool. That was a nice little action-packed snack. I hope Netflix pays attention to it because shows like Stranger Things could really benefit from being half an hour as opposed to the full 50 minutes for nine episodes. Absolutely. Sometimes you feel like, why am I even watching this? This True. is just filler. You it does, I mean? Yeah, I mean, you either make fewer episodes or you make the episodes shorter. Yeah. I mean, that was definitely the case with the uh, the Marvel ones that they did, like, mm. like Daredevil yep. and, and Jessica Jones and Luke Cage. People it's really like, liked them. but Yeah, but it's just like, too much, they, and they've got they've just got padding in them. They, they're they're stuffed with unnecessary stuff, yep. and yeah, the fact that the Mandalorian is kind of lean and mean, I think that uh, yeah, that's uh, that's going to serve it well going forward. It's certainly done well for it so far. What did you expect the show was going to be? You know, I'd you know been reading every little bit of gossip that I could sort yeah. of get my. See, uh, I get avoided it. I wanted to go in clean. Yeah, probably a, yeah, probably a wise move. <laughs> but, I mean, um, you think you're hearing that? Oh, okay, it's a bounty hunter, and it's got you're seeing some promo pictures like. It looks like it's got a bit of a space western vibe and that kind of thing. And uh, I don't yeah. think it, it didn't. It didn't look like a show that was going to appeal to everybody. No, I don't think because not everyone, like you said, likes Boba Fett as much as some hardcore fans. Yeah. So people seeing a, a show about a Mandalorian, Boba Fett's not a Mandalorian apparently. No, but seeing a, a show about a Boba Fett who's not Boba Fett, people are going, eh, maybe. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? But it's yeah. just exceeded all expectations, I think. Very much so, yeah. yeah. I mean, um, yeah, I just thought it was going to be a, yeah, basically a space western. And look, a lot of people said that about the original Star Wars when it came out, you know, that it was... Yeah, a space opera. Yeah, very yeah. much so. So... Um, I wanted Firefly in the Star Wars universe. That's... Actually, that's a, that'd be really good. And this is... Close. Sort of. Yeah. yeah it's almost like a, a quarter or a third of, yeah. of what Firefly... Gave you because I mean Firefly had its whole crew, they yeah. had the Serenity's whole crew. Exactly. And doesn't have right the, now doesn't have the humor as much as what Firefly. No, had. no. no. There's, yeah, I mean there's there's not a lot in this, or not a lot happens, but what it, just enough happens. Yeah. If, in the episode so far, certainly. So yeah, I mean I thought it was going to be a yeah space western kind of thing, which I was you know looking forward to. It was a same same but different. If you know what yeah, I mean? Hundred you know, percent. Yeah. yeah. Like what. Star Wars was originally, but uh, with different characters and that kind well, of thing. Well, I wanted it to bring in elements of the original trilogy, but also still pave its own story. Absolutely. And that's exactly what it's done. Very, very much so, yeah, yeah. isn't it? It's yeah. brought in like all these new characters who you've never seen before, but you feel like you've known them forever because yeah. they're in this universe. It's just like seeing the Jawas, I think the Jawas is what sold it for me. I was just I'm, like, this is Star Wars. I'm exactly the same. I mean, when they start sort of doing that, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm, I'm doing a terrible. You know, jar yeah, noise. yeah, but that noise took me right back to 1977. Yes. It's like, oh, okay, yeah, we're back with this. Cool. And, yeah. you know, they're throwing in Easter eggs of various things. I mean, I think, what's his name? Little Salacious B. Crumb from getting Return cooked. of the Jedi yeah. is getting cooked <laughs> in the first episode. Cooked in, as in cooked on a spit, not cooked, as in there are other meanings. Yeah, yeah. Cooked, um, but, um, oh, I'm not sure if he's, he might be the one in the cage, but he's breed anyway. He's, yeah, he's, he's, he's going to be eaten. Yeah. yeah, he's in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> he probably deserves it too. Yeah, but and <laughs> even in the third episode that uh, was the one that most recently aired, there's that uh, evil-looking torture device. From, oh yeah, from a new hope that comes in and threatens yes. Princess Leia is like, I remember so being terrified yeah. of that thing as a kid. It's like, oh, that's their back again. So yeah, they're not hitting you over the head with like, hey, remember this? Or here's something from you know back whenever. It's like, oh yeah, there's that. You know, it's um, you're not feeling overpowered by no. sort of the the history or the uh, or the folklore of Star Wars. It's like this is taking place in the same universe, but you know, it's mostly its own thing. Yes, yes, and it's exactly what it needed to be. Yeah. So you think it met your expectations? First episode, not quite. Not quite. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the first episode. Well, but but pilot, pilot episodes or first though. episodes. They've got to set it up. Of, yeah, they got a, They got a big ask. They've got to, you know, set up the uh, set up the world, set up the characters, set up the situation, and get you hooked enough that you're going to tune in for episodes two, three, four, five, three to eight. And at the, by the end of the first one, I mean, you've got that great reveal where. Well, that, that's the thing. The pilot episode needs to make you want to watch the next one. And boy, does it make you want to watch the next one. <laughs> just, yeah, by virtue of that last I don't know, minute or 30 seconds yeah. when you just, uh, you see what's in the, you see what the bounty is. Spo- well, no spoiler. It's I mean, baby I imagine you want, it's Baby Yoda. It's the child. <laughs> We're Officially known as it's, the child. It's baby Yoda. Yeah, but, you know, I think everyone's calling it Baby Yoda. I read online someone called it Yodito, which I thought was the <laughs> cutest thing I've ever heard. Sounds like right. a Pokemon evolved. <laughs> I'm almost inclined to keep calling it Yodito. But um, yeah, when you see that, it's like, okay, yeah. yeah, let's see where this goes. And then, yeah, the second episode keeps the story moving forward, but it's very much its own thing within that. And uh, I don't know, it was just so, you know, uh, cleverly written, mm. cleverly directed, 
very well performed. And yeah. uh, the fact that, that you can't see his face, but he emotes so yeah, much. Yeah, he's just got a great what, sort what's of his physic- name? Uh, Pedro Pascal. Pedro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From, uh, he was in Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones yep. Got his head crushed in that. Should have mm. kept his helmet on in, yeah. in Game of Thrones. <laughs> uh, but he's also been popping up in movies like uh, he was in Kingsman Secret Service okay. and uh, Equalizer 2. And yeah, he's you know, showing up in things. But He'll uh, be now known on the convention circuit as the Mandalorian. As the Mandalorian, <laughs> very much. I mean, hopefully he will take his helmet off at some stage. But I mean, should he though? Maybe he shouldn't. Maybe he should keep that for season two or maybe or maybe never Ever. do it. No. Yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, I think he's doing a good enough job with his physicality. He's got a very graceful presence. I mean, I was looking at um, I was looking at the closing credits for the last episode for season three and they were talking about body doubles and stunt doubles for The Mandalorian. For, oh, episode three. For... Say season three, episode season episode three. three. So, yeah, I was like season sorry, three. Of which show? Yeah, oh yeah. no, 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 no. Episode, episode three, chapter yeah, three, yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry. Um, and one of the guys doing double work for the physical double for okay. the, was a guy named Latif Crowder, who I think has done a lot of stunt work in a lot of action movies. I really like. So you know, they've got. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I'm talking about miming here, which is not good for podcasts. No, that's fine. I can but, watch it. <laughs> 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 but I think Pascal has got you know he's got a good physical presence and can can emote a lot. He looks tough. With his body. Yeah. He looks tough, but he also is able to sort of show off that he's warming to, you know, your Dito. You can also, or, yeah, your Dito. Yeah, I'm going to call him that as well. Yeah. You can also, like, you know, touch him on the cheek and you're like, oh, it's a good dude. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then, but I think when you've, when it's time for him to do the action stuff, I don't doubt Pascal can do some of that stuff, but they've also got, you know, legitimately good stunt guys in to double for him yeah, as well. because you need Pedro healthy. Yeah, you do. <laughs> <laughs> Although Keanu, Keanu does all, most of his stuff in John Wick, right? Or not? It certainly seems that way, yeah. I mean, uh, I love Keanu. If you've, if you've seen Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, you know you've seen the stuntman actor relationship with with Brad Pitt and Leonardo yeah. DiCaprio. <laughs> He's there to carry the load. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> well, we but your Pedro can yeah. carry himself. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, also too in the first chapter. So throughout that action sequence at the end, where he's going, you don't know what the bounty is yet. I'm going. I like this guy. He's a badass, right? And he's willing to befriend this robot, not like the Temi. He's clearly yeah. a smart dude. But then when he shot the robot, it was IG, not IG-88, but a version of A that, version yeah. of that, certainly. Who yeah. I thought was going to be a lasting character. Just gone. Same. When he shot him to protect Baby Yoda, I was like, I don't just like this guy. I love this guy. Yeah, now. <laughs> yeah you're on his side. Yeah. Absolutely. Everyone now likes Mandalorian. Yeah. Well, there's a long tradition of sort of uh, in you know, storytelling or action storytelling or genre storytelling mm. about you know the tough guy who is seeking some form of redemption or looking to sort of save his soul a bit. And it's usually by looking after someone who can't look after themselves. Yep. Having said that, Yodito can certainly look after himself. <laughs> yeah. uh, My favourite moment from the first three chapters. The... It's, the, it's, the, <laughs> it's the best. We're, we're both doing the little yeah. you know, eyes closed, hand outstretched. The, the, the strain. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It was the. Uh, I, I said to Nicola, I may have just watched my favorite Star Wars scene since the original trilogy. <laughs> it's just so adorable. I mean, uh, and in the uh, <laughs> he's so tired, he's yeah, just, like, he just plum tuck it out <laughs> after he's lifted this thing off the ground. Um, yeah, who look? Whoever designed Yodito or Baby Yoda or the Child or whatever, whoever did that at Disney or Lucasfilm or whatever, they've earned a Christmas bonus oh, and mate. then some because you know. They're going to make so much money off, well, this, off Baby Yoda merch. This, this is the thing. There's no merch yet. I think that's because Disney wanted to keep it such a big secret. Yeah. They didn't want it to be, to be out. But do you feel like he, Baby Yoda, Yodito, is what they wanted like the Porg to be? Even BB-8 to an extent. Because BB-8, yeah. kids liked him, but not Baby Yoda. Everyone liked Baby Yoda. Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, when Force Awakens comes out, you know, 
and was like, yeah, baby, Yates, baby, Yates, pretty cool. You know, he did the little thumbs up with the uh, with the uh, Zippo lighter thing. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's pretty neat. I think they really were going all in on Porgs, thinking everybody's going to want a Porg. Yeah. <laughs> nobody, nobody. They were the Ewoks of the current trilogy. Pretty much, yeah. They just didn't have enough personality. I mean, I think Ryan Johnson actually used them kind of well by suggesting that, did, did Chewie actually eat one? He was about to, and the Porg looked at him sad. Oh, with the, that's With the right. ca- yeah. Puss in Boots eyes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, you know, but I think, you know, some have got knocked off cliffs and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. So, it's like, yeah, we don't care that much about these guys. But, yeah, whoever designed Baby Yoda is like, he's got the big eyes, yeah. floppy ears that actually do flop down when he's either oh, tired or whatever. So it, good. Beautifully designed. And, yeah, just, um, yeah, he's... It's a bit like Gizmo out of a. Out very, of a I didn't even put the two together very much so. Yeah. yeah, there's Gizmo here just on the on the desk. Yeah. Oh gosh, yeah, we're looking at yeah, oh, yeah, definitely the ears and the big eyes. Yeah, he he basically baby with Baby Yoda with Yodito. Star Wars has found their Groot. Very much their so, baby yeah, Groot. Yeah. yeah, that's the. I mean, I always thought eh, Groot's kind of cool, and eh, okay, we got Baby Groot because he you know. It's a bit annoying to, after a while though. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. But baby Groot doesn't save you. Baby Yoda's already saved the Mandalorian. <laughs> Baby Groot just runs around being a shithead <laughs> in a funny way, just being a shitty teenager <laughs> in, in an adorable way. But yeah. man, JD Toe saving the day. Yep, love the it. only thing about that is that creature did nothing wrong. <laughs> a little bummed about it, absolutely. Yeah, but, um, I was like, that creature was protecting its child. Yeah, and then that child just gets eaten, eaten by a bunch of Jawas. Yeah, so I was kind of went. Oh, as much as I love that scene, I don't know how to feel about it in the end because I was like, ah, yeah, oh. but. You know, I mean, they establish in the first episode. You know, I mean, this is this is post, uh, you know, Return of the Jedi. Yeah, the Empire's five fallen. years after. Yeah, so you know, you're in kind of a not even a lawless galaxy, but a, a galaxy that's really in a state of flux. It's still trying to find its feet. It's like you know, post war. No one's War in II. control yet. Yeah. No, no. So it's pretty much every person for themselves. It's, it's the way I looked at it. That was kind of like a surfer or a fisherman going into the water, finding a shark protecting its kid, and then killing the shark because the shark's trying to protect its kid. I was like, yeah. Yeah, but Baby Yoda did what Baby Yoda had to. True, <laughs> but the, yeah, the, the stakes are high essentially, and you know, no, and, and no one's safe, and you got to do what you got to do to get by. So yeah, it, it's I won't say it's a touch of darkness in a show that's not. Oh no, I, it but, is. Yeah, I think it is. Like it's a, it's a, an element they don't sort of point that out though. Yeah, but I was surprised that Disney had this in their show. Okay. Yeah, yeah. but it's just the way things are going to have to be. Yeah. In, in a lawless. Disrupted galaxy. Sometimes yeah. I guess you have to make the viewer uncomfortable to prepare them for what's going to be coming. Sure. I yeah. don't think was, though they can't kill off Baby Yoda. Oh God, if they do, no people. Disney Disney Plus <laughs> subscription will just be cancelled across the board. Disney stock will just fall through yeah, the floor. Yeah. Well, do you think they thought it was going to be as big as what it's become? I think they did. You reckon? I think they, yeah, yeah. Because I mean, why they kept it a secret? Yeah, they revealed. You know. You saw pictures of the Mandalorian, his army, and knew that uh, Carl Weathers was in it, that uh, Werner Herzog was in it, that uh, Taika Waititi was doing a voice. They revealed a lot, uh, but yeah, but nothing about that uh, that last uh, that you know reveal at the end of the first episode, which made everyone just go ah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a it's like you know pulling and pulling an ace out of the deck or something. You know, yeah, yeah, it's your trump card. Yep, yeah. and the thing is too, they made his eyes jet black, perfect bot finals. Ah. Uh, <laughs> Absolutely, There's gonna be so many baby Yoda pop vinyls. Every kid, every kid, and a lot of grown-ups are gonna have them under the tree this Christmas. <laughs> no, they're not. That's the thing. Because oh, there there's, gonna be... Be, there's gonna be no merch before Christmas. Oh, not before Christmas. No. Oh, all... I thought you said it was gonna be just in time. No, for Christmas. all all baby Yoda merch, Hasbro, everything will be like next year. I think mm. someone's fucked up here 
Because how can you, how can Disney not have merch ready to go? The only thing I can think of is that they didn't want the secret to get out. And if they did, there's going to be some employee at Hasbro or whatever that's going to put a, like leak out that there's a Yoda figure. Yeah. And they just well, didn't that, want that to happen. Does Hasbro have sort of have the rights to make toys out of the Mandalorian or... I'm pretty sure, yeah, Hasbro have announced they've got some stuff coming out, but it won't okay. be out here till next year. So is, can, is, is Hasbro, does Hasbro own Funko or is Funko its own thing? No, Funko's its own thing. Hasbro does action figures and whatnot. Oh, okay. Yeah. Are there going to be, you know, pop vinyls of, are there pop vinyls of Mandalorian characters? There's Mandalorian characters, yeah, but yeah. that's not till next year. Oh, so, oh, I thought so there were already the, Mandalorian characters. Can you but, imagine but no. if there was Baby Yoda merchandise right now on the shelves? Oh. It'd be the hottest fucking they item would, in years. They wouldn't be on the no. shelves. No. Everyone would be buying. It, Everyone would be like Arnold after Turbo Man yeah, and yeah. all the way. <laughs> Exactly right. Give me, give me baby Yoda. <laughs> give me your detail. It would honestly be the hottest selling item in years. Yeah. I think. So, oh, that, yeah, someone's left money on the ground there. You know what it is, though? It's a good tribute to the original Star Wars when they didn't have any action figures for Christmas. They had to sell cards. Oh, yeah, that's right. I had to sell you a box. Hey? You're <laughs> going to get this in February, Jimmy. Maybe, maybe Funko will sell empty boxes. <laughs> <laughs> and that could be the AK. Remember 1977? Like, no, I think even my parents weren't born then. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but still, though, I'll probably get myself a baby Yoda. Oh yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd probably have one because yeah. yeah, just adorable. Yeah, and yeah, yeah and, but you're you're hundred percent right. Built for you know pop vinyls. Yes, and there's something coming out that I can't say you're here yet, but I'll tell you off the air. Ooh, yes, it's very very exciting. <laughs> um, so the reception, the reception for the show has been great. It's like ninety percent on Rotten Tomatoes, nine point one on IMDb. Fans are just in love. Do you think? Mm. But it's not just because of Baby Yoda. He's been a key part to it, but it's just been great. Like that action sequence with the Sandcrawler. Yeah. Was, it's, it's got good action in this it show. It does, yeah. And the end of chapter three. And, but but like, there's been two times where the Mandalorian thought, I'm, I'm done. I'm fucked. Yeah, I'm toast. Yeah. And <laughs> th- so, is he a good bounty hunter then? So two, two episodes straight, <laughs> he's been dead meat. <laughs> where Baby Yoda had to save him and then the rest of the Mandalorians had to save him. The thing it is, it's taking place place in the Star Wars universe the Mandalorian himself reminds me a lot of Indiana Jones yeah in he used to get himself in situations who, yeah who is capable but you know will often find himself on the wrong side of someone who's a bit better than he is who is quick tempered but essentially good hearted and yeah I mean it is pretty Indiana Jones-esque isn't yeah, it yeah particularly in the in second episode he's kind of you get this feeling that you know under his helmet the Mandalorian just going yeah. <laughs> pulling a real sort of Harrison Ford face of like uh, this again. <laughs> wait, till, wait till Baby Yoda can talk. Oh, <laughs> and just all the little sort of brush off city. I mean, he's not being, you know, the Mandalorian's not being mean when he's saying, hey, don't touch me. Yeah. But he's like, enough of that. You know, and um, Be like the, what's the kid in, in um, Temple oh, of Doom? Short but, round. Yeah, like, yeah. come on, Mandy, come on. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, uh, but clearly, you know, people are very, very into oh, it. I absolutely love it. And, and for good reason. Yeah, because, yeah. I mean, it's, um, look, it's certainly got the cuteness, but the cuteness is not overwhelming. I mean, no. it's yeah, it's it's not uh, it's not Baby Groot, or it's not uh, no, it's better than Baby Groot. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Or, but it's it's. I'm trying to think of some really kind of deliberately overwhelmingly cute little characters that have been introduced to sh- shows or to movies. He's a most seemingly purely for the purpose of you know selling Funko Pop. Vinyls. You think that's what Baby Yoda is? Um, he plays a key role in the show, but he was designed. They're like, how can we sell merch? Yeah, but also not make it seem like it's just for merch. Yeah. Oh, um, and Baby Yoda, he, he, is this the best thing Disney have created since buying Star Wars? The Baby Yoda character? I would think so, yeah. I mean, um, like you said, they, they, you know, they tried with the uh, they tried with the Porgs, I think. They tried with BB-8. I, imagine if Baby Yoda was in Force Awakens. 
Holy shit, man. The ticket sales. Well, maybe, maybe there's going to be a crossover with Rise of Skywalker. Do, do you think they can do that? I don't think they can. I, I, no, I, I, well, when does this show finish airing? Let's have a look. The final air date for Mandalorian is uh, December 27th. So it's a week after oh, okay. Rise of Skywalker. That strikes me as a a bit too calculating and not not cynical, but a bit too sort of, even for Disney. Well, <laughs> well it comes out December 19th. The second last episode airs December 18th. Could they set something up for the Rise of Skywalker? Mm. I don't think they will. Because people, think, people mm. might watch the show before they watch the movie. I think that uh, Disney and Lucasfilm have kind of learned their lesson from um, how Rogue One and Solo were... Uh, it's a good movie. Solo's great. Yeah. I rewatched Solo not long ago. It's I was good. Like, this is so good. I mean, it still looks very dark. Yeah, it, uh, it was, yeah. I think I thought turn the brightness up on my TV. Like, yeah, likewise. Yeah. But otherwise, it's. I think I wrote on on Facebook or Twitter. like this is like watching the best science fiction movie of 1986, mm. but you know, with the best uh, you know special effects that 2018 or 2019 can deliver. I mean, it's and I like. Alden Ehrenreich as Han Solo. I like pretty much all the other characters. The he, Darth Maul reveal at the end. The Darth Maul reveal. Yeah, I mean, Solo's really good. But, you know, didn't... Um, Do you think Last Jedi hurt it? Because people mm. were bitter. Because a lot of fans didn't like Last Jedi. I think the timing was a bit wrong. I think they, It was too close to, yeah, the, to the release. Yeah. yeah, And plus, I've said this before about Saturation. Star Wars. You need to start spreading them out Yeah, more. it's too saturated. Yeah. yeah. It, 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 yeah. It, they made Star Wars not exciting anymore. Yeah. It's not an event. You're diluting the brand. Yeah. So, um, and I guess that was always going to happen. Yeah. When Disney I, go, oh, I've made a lot of money. Let's keep making a lot of money. Yeah. I think there's enough sort of mythology and characters and everything else that everyone knows about that you can sort of have bits and pieces from one thing in another. Mm-hmm. But I don't think you're going to have story crossovers or new characters entering existing storylines or anything like that. I mean, by which I mean, I don't think you'd have Baby Yoda make an appearance in Rise of Skywalker. No, don't, no, 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 I no, no. I'd keep, I I'd keep yeah. them very separate. Um, yeah, so the Force Awakens, Last Jedi, Rise of Skywalker trilogy, its own thing. Rogue One is its own thing. Solo yeah. is its own thing. The Mandalorian's going to be its own thing. And hopefully the upcoming uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi series it can be a series, is it? It is. Okay. I don't know if... Yeah, this has uh, been announced a while back. Ewan McGregor's going to yeah. play him. Oh, so I heard that. I, I yeah. thought it was, for some reason, I thought it was a movie. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. No, no. I think it was initially going to be a movie. Okay. Uh, and then they decided, no, we can go We can go with this, we on, can do uh, this yeah. on, on Disney+. Plus. I think I mean, Mandalorian's proven that... Is Star Wars better as a series? Could well be, actually. I mean, I never really got into the animated stuff, Neither. like Clone no. Wars or I've anything watched like that. No. no, never have. This but, is the first live action. Yeah, yeah but a good... Self-contained story, like like we were saying. I mean, it's eight half-hour episodes or so, so that's four hours. Yep. You know, you can knock. You can that watch up. it in the afternoon. You can watch it in the afternoon. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, it's a little bit more than a movie, but uh, you know, not so much of a commitment that you have to spend the whole weekend. No. Um, yeah. I mean, if they do the same with uh, with the Kenobi series, I think that'd be I think that'd be really good. I mean, I was yeah, I was thinking, oh, it'd be interesting to see you know what happened after Revenge Revenge of the Sith. That's the third one. Yeah, in the prequels, when he, you know, says, Becomes I'm, I'm going to relocate to oh, Tatooine. Yeah. And, you are my brother. Yeah, yeah, I'll, yeah. Yeah, I'll keep an eye on Luke. I'll keep an eye on Luke. Yeah. Uh, you know, what happened between then and, you know, the uh, and A New Hope when you finally see old Ben. Oh, old Ben lives out in the gym. Yeah. He's a, he was that weird old hermit. Because I, yeah. I haven't watched any or, or read any of the um, extended universe. Nor have I. I so, and to really, that's not canon anyway. So. No. No, I mean, um, I'm just happy that, I'm happy to get a. 
different Star Wars story. Yes, it's that, got, so, it had that to be stands different. On, yeah, that stands on its own feet, and that certainly has echoes and acknowledgements of what's gone in the past. But you know, if you have to read a shit ton of books, or yeah, <laughs> if you've got to read books, or I mean, or if you've got to, you know, even play a lot of video games, or even just get on Wikipedia and sort of do your homework. No, that's you got to assume no one's done any of that. Yeah, yeah, you've just got to tell a good story that stands on its own feet, and if you've got as we were talking about with, uh, you know, you got a few Easter eggs in there. It's like, oh, yeah, I remember that. Oh, oh cool. Or so-and-so. That's good. I do mean, th- that, I think that works a treat. Do you think incorporating the Jawas was just as important as incorporating Baby Yoda? I think so. I think it sold a lot of older fans. Abs- oh, yeah. Look, I mean, I'm speaking as an older fan. I mean... I can't believe it's been this long since we've seen Jawas again. Yeah. They haven't appeared since the first movie and maybe like characters walking around here and there, but not properly. Yeah. And, you know, and just hearing... Hearing them, and I, I wouldn't be surprised though they use the same soundtrack from yeah. from A New Hope because it's I mean maybe the the Jawas just don't have that much that big a vocabulary, but it just sounds like exactly the same noise. Yeah, and that yeah pretty much took me right back to you know being a kid again. It's like oh Jawas cool. Them them <laughs> laughing at him when he gets bonked on the head. Oh yeah, they, yeah, they, yeah, they just seem like such little scumbags. Yes, oh, they are. And I mean, when they ate the egg and everything. Yeah, and I mean. <laughs> Initially, kind of like, oh, he's blowing him up. Oh, that's a bit of a drag. He's like, no, nah, I think they kind of deserve it. <laughs> I've got to say, it's pretty cruel, but when they're just evaporating, it was pretty funny. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> like, them squealing. They're like, you know when you're like, there's a line of ants and you, you sort of go on the ants, <laughs> one moves away, they all just scatter? <laughs> that's what Charles were doing. Yeah. It was um, so good. And look, I'll, I'll tell you something else I really liked about the second episode was, um, well, I mean, he was in the first episode. I I'm, I'm, can't remember the character's name, so I'm just going to go. Werner? No, no, Nick Nolte as the voice of that uh, little... Um, Who's he the voice of? He's the voice of the you know the old hermit who sort of says he's the I have spoken guy. Oh, is he? Him? That's Nick oh, Nolte. Oh, wow, kind of looks like him. He does a bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I mean, did not know that. But we don't need to see that character again. No, no. I mean, he was just yeah, he was just part of the story. Just yeah. that part of the story. We will see him again, yeah. I reckon. But I read some really interesting stuff about the Mandalorian, which basically described it as a video game. Mm-hmm. And you know, the Mandalorian is player one. And he's sort of being sent on this quest. And he's sort of being sent on little side quests or being... Diver- I'm not a gamer, so if I get the lingo on this wrong... But he, he, like, he's being directed... Is it NPCs? And he's sort of being directed by NPCs in a certain direction. And like the Nick Nolte character who says, I've spoken, is kind of like an NPC. He's like, you have to go this way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, know, I know what you mean. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know yeah. what they're called, but I know what you mean. Yeah, someone... It, I'll Google it. NPC, continue. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, for 2019 audiences, I mean, they're probably just aware of... Non-player character. Non-player right. character, yes, yes. yeah. So they're not... They're not, you know, impacting on the action so much. That's the Mandalorian's job. But this yeah. is, yeah, the NPC's character's job. Is, or the character, guide. Yeah. is You go in that direction. Yeah. <laughs> but, and, and he's a good character too. Oh, yeah, I loved him. I, I mean, don't want nothing for this. I just wanted to help you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I think there's a... <laughs> I just want to talk about Nick Nolte for a second. Go for it. Because, I mean, 2019 audiences probably think, have not really heard of Nick Nolte all that much. He's just, he's a... Probably nudging eighty now, but you know, eighty really. I wouldn't. He's wow. in his seventies or something. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, uh, but sort of growing up in the eighties, ninety, he was a very much a, you know, a rock solid uh, Hollywood leading man. Very, you know, tall, broad, yeah, deep, growly voice, blonde hair, all that kind of stuff. <laughs> um, he's probably best known from this mugshot that was taken off when he was picked up by the Malibu <laughs> PD, and his hair's all over the place, and he's wearing this garish white. He shirt. was not in a good way that day. No, no, I mean. And, Nick's a wild man. Nick's, Nick's lived a life. Well, he's uh, like Robert Downey Jr. Bef- without Iron Man. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. Yeah, I mean, um, you know, I think he 
he's got like a lifetime suspended sentence because he, you know, burnt his draft card or something when they tried to send it to Vietnam. He said, I'm not going. Really? <laughs> yeah, so... <laughs> but the fact that, you know, he's sort of, you know... Yeah, he was this traditional leading man. He sort of, you know, aged out and became a bit of a character. Yeah, yeah. And I'm just loving this sort of very burly, macho, older guy in a voice booth saying, what? Well, you know, he's sort of like trying to... <laughs> I have spoken. Pr- trying to pronounce these Jawa names or, <laughs> or, or speak in kind of this weird language. Logan what, what the it. hell? Uh, uh, just give me a beer. <laughs> I'm sure he's not like that. When Alan McInnes first got the Star Wars script. Yeah. Words, like, what the hell am I reading? <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine being in the, the first like reading of the script? script oh, yeah. It would have been the most, one of the most bizarre things ever. One of the f- the funniest stories is that um, George Lucas apparently showed like his original cut of yep. Star Wars to his Hollywood friends like um, like Spielberg and, okay, and yeah. Martin Scorsese and all that. And they were like, eh, we're not sure what you got here, George. And there's a filmmaker named Brian De Palma who made Scarface yes, yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. The Untouchables, who's renowned for being quite honest, said, the fuck is this, George? <laughs> the fuck is Luke Skywalker? What are yeah. you doing? <laughs> um, and they, you know, they all offered him some tips and it was recut and it became Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> yeah but I mean, <laughs> yeah, the first read through, I mean, I can imagine someone, especially like Alec Guinness, who's like this, who was this legendary English mm. actor who'd been in, you know, Oscar winning films and was just a, you know, very... Ruggedly handsome an, man back in an, the day. Yeah, an actor's actor. I'm not sure what all this is about. <laughs> <laughs> but, it, you know, he... he um, I imagine he probably lived quite well off his Star Wars residuals for the rest of his days. Well, didn't he take the deal where he didn't get a certain payday, but he got percentage of the sales or something? That sounds about right. Something like that. Just genius move. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, back to um, The Mandalorian. So, Sorry, we're going off on some no, that's tangents fine. here. But, uh, what was your favourite moment from the first three chapters? I really like the action sequence with the, with the sand crawler and just Baby Yoda using the Force. Baby, you, Baby Yoda using the Force was just fantastic. I just, oh, yeah. so great. Yeah. I showed Nicola. Nicola, her heart melted. I was watching her just... Melt inside. It's a cute. Fa- it's it's an adorable face. It's the strain. Like it's the stra- yeah. I mean, he's still he's still working out his Yoda powers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it gives you something. To ca- oh, okay, we're connected to the rest of the Star Wars universe. I mean, he is. Do we know anything about Yoda's sort of nothing race? at all? Not, the only other yeah. um, member of his species that's appeared was in the Jedi Council in the first movie, apparently. Okay. But just like she was just there. I think yeah. it was a female. But the thing is, the Mandalorian looks at him like he doesn't know what the Force is. Okay. So does the Mandalorian know the Force exists? Maybe not. Because when they were on Tatooine, when you used the Force in the um in the cantina and stuff, no one knew what the Force was. Oh yeah. Oh, that's in the very first Star Wars. So d- does the Mandalorian know how Baby Yoda saved him? Well, that's the thing. Maybe that's why he's you know having second thoughts, or or definitely had second thoughts about handing him over to the Herzog, yeah. and and then goes back to get him back in in, in Chapter Three. Yeah, that, I mean, that I think he just loves uh, him because he's Baby Yoda. Well, of course, he's just so <laughs> <Yodito>. cute. <laughs> But I mean, yeah, it's it's. Um, I think it's it's adorable that he does, you know, sort of go back and yeah, uh, makes him so relatable. Yeah, and <laughs> it was very it was very cleverly done with you know the whole in. I'm talking about chapter three here where yeah, yeah. he's taken the uh, the knob off the uh, the gear stick or whatever in the in the in the ship. Great throwback to the first. Yeah, scene. and then at the very end of the episode, he's like, okay, there you go, play with that. Yeah, like you know, like they're not tele- Yeah, they're not telegraphing that you know the Mandalorians. You know, gaining a bit of a heart or regaining a bit of heart and soul, yeah. but uh, you know, they're just doing it very subtly and very gently, and I'm enjoying that a lot. So yeah, actually, that was a nice touch. I'll tell you what really got me in the in chapter three was um, just all the other Mandalorians rocking up. 
Yes. You know, you think... Ooh, Breaking their code, yeah. yeah. Yeah, things are not good for our boy here, but uh, all of a sudden... Whoosh, whoosh, yep. whoosh, whoosh. And, um, yeah, it turns into a good old-fashioned sort of uh, old-school spaghetti western-style shootout. I think kids are going to want to be Mandalorians now, like dressed up as Mandalorians. I reckon... Oh, yeah. I mean, that, that's the other thing. The other sort of money they left on the floor was... Um, not doing it in time for Halloween, so kids could maybe, yeah. maybe kids were dressing up as Mandalorians for Halloween already. But uh, it also, but also too, we're three weeks out from Rise of Skywalker. All of a sudden, everyone's thinking about Star Wars again. They are, and yeah. I think so. I think it was timed quite well in regards to getting hype up for the movie. Yeah, because were you at all hyped about Rise Rise of Skywalker? I was. I wouldn't even say I was excited. I was more intrigued. I was like, okay, well, how are they going to end this? Yeah, and I wouldn't even say that I'm excited now, but I'm more. I'm more inclined to want to go see it on the opening night now. Well, I yeah. wasn't probably even going to go see it. I was going to wait till like the next day, maybe like yeah. knock off work and go there straight after work or whatever. But now I think I want to see it opening night. Yeah. Now I've got, I've got, I never had cold feelings towards Star Wars, but now my feelings have warmed up a bit more than they were. Yeah. Yeah. Particularly for the, for the, yeah, for episode nine yep. of the, of the movies. Cause you know, I was watching the trailer and they were, th- you know, showing clips from the. C3PO is not going to die by the way. In all honesty, I couldn't care. I've I've never liked him from day one. Well, he's been a nothing character in this series. Yeah, and for you, in all honesty, for you to try and you know tweak a few tears out of me by saying I just want to say goodbye to my friends, like you're not my friend, pal. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't give a shit. I'll sell you for scrap. <laughs> he's been a whiner, hasn't he? He's, he's it's a, just, you know what it is. Though? He's just he's been the constant. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. So if he's gone, it's like oh, there's, well, this saga yeah, is over. That's the thing. I mean, you've got no Han Solo. I'm assuming you've got no Luke. I mean, you maybe got a ghost Luke. Oh, there'll be ghost Luke. In, in Skywalker. Yeah, yeah. You've got no Carrie Fisher, except maybe the footage that you had yeah. from from the previous movies that you can you know sort of tailor in. Yeah, I mean, I guess 3PO and... Oh, and Chewie and... Uh, and, and um, Chewie's and, been the only real star player from the original trilogy in this new series. Yeah, yeah. yeah but I mean, even then he's, he hasn't been sort of folded in as well as you would hope. I mean, you just have to. You go back to Solo and you look at how effective he can be when he's given something good to do, yeah, and given something good, uh, someone proper to work off. I mean, it would have been great if you know he and Finn could have struck up a you know that kind of relationship, yeah, or or Poe Dameron or something. But I think they were trying to because no one really talks to Chewie. No, he's just there. No, no I one mean, acknowledges him. Like yeah. he, he was the co-pilot of the Falcon. Yeah, now he's just kind of there. Yeah, now he's just sort of lumbering around like a like a big. Pet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, oh, look, there was, yeah. I think episode two, going back to what we've sort of liked about uh, the series so far, has probably has definitely been my favourite episode. And yeah, just that whole episode three. No, uh, no, episode two. Episode uh, two has been the favourite. Yeah, yeah, for me been, as well. Was my yeah. favourite in total because, yeah. and my favourite moment of that was probably Yodito reveals it's got force powers. <laughs> that was lifts so up that thing. But added the Jawas as well. I, thought, the, I just yeah. thought it was just really well done. Mm. Yeah. I mean, but this show has been really been put together with a lot of care. Yeah. I mean, um, and it also feels kind of, it feels handmade in going back to what I was saying about the, uh, the original trilogy and the prequels. They felt like the result of someone's imagination and not, um, you know, a boardroom full of admittedly very smart, very creative people all adding their two cents and coming up with, you know. Trying to recreate something. Yeah, but they're all colouring within the lines. You know, and looking at this, I mean, particularly you look at the closing credits of each episode. They've got the, like the concept drawings. Yeah, it makes you realise. Oh yeah, this this is all starting in someone's head. Yeah, you know, it, it doesn't feel sort of mar- it doesn't feel factory produced. It feels 
handmade. Yeah. To a, to some degree. With also, t- well, Favreau's a big fan. Yeah, Favreau, yeah. Favreau knows what he's doing. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I will say Lion King, eh, hit and miss. Well, that's the thing. I mean, for a while I was kind of like, yeah, Favreau's a good company man, you know. I mean, does he have really have much of an individual voice anymore after doing what's the Jungle Book and the Lion King back to back, which don't really seem to need much directorial no vision or anything like that. Ever watch them again, ever. I still haven't seen The Lion King in all honesty. Don't, don't bother. Jungle Book I saw and I thought this is Lion King I will, honestly would not bother. You're missing nothing. Yeah. 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 I mean, it, they seem like good interesting experiments, but you know what the end result of that experiment is going to be, I don't know. Yeah. But, but, but yeah, Mandalorian though. Yeah, he's but, done such but, a good um, job. Yeah, the, you tell what, us someone what, who yeah. cares about Star Wars is making this. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely, yeah. And I mean, from yeah, those, those closing uh, credits yeah. to to the music. I think the music is really mm. good. Yeah, by this guy Ludwig Göransson, who I think he did the music for Creed and Black Panther and oh, a few wow, okay. other things. Yeah, but it feels classic. Yep, but not dated. It, it almost ca- feels it, like John Williams' score. Yeah, it feels like someone who. Who has, um, yeah, clearly grown up on John Williams and wants and and Star Wars and that whole kind of milieu and wants to do right by it, but certainly is going to want to put their own individual footprint yeah. on things as well. So uh, yeah, I'm really really digging the music. So, yeah, and I think that that goes a long way. It feels like talking about the music, but also you can apply that to a lot. Of, apply this to a lot of other things in the Mandalorian. It feels like it's uh, the work of someone who was inspired. By Star Wars. Yes. Which is what I wanted way back in the day before the prequels were even made. I knew I I remember back in ninety seven or something when I first heard, Oh, they're, they're gonna make a new tr- a new Star Wars trilogy. How far ahead did they announce it? I remember hearing about it maybe in ninety seven. Okay, so about a couple of years, yeah. 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 Uh before anyone was There's no internet at this point, yeah, it was just magazines. No, it was just shit, yeah. magazines and whatnot. Um but I remember uh thinking, you know what would be great if you know, there were so many people who were so inspired by Star Wars. Really interesting, creative people. Let them have at it. Let them have a shot. You know, and look, Lucas instead sort of took the reins and we know what what happened there. Yeah. But, you know, this feels like, The Mandalorian certainly feels like, oh, I was really inspired by Star Wars. I'm a creative person myself, but this is kind of what, you know, lit the spark. And it's the best of both worlds in that regard. Which is why he's taking us back to that first Yeah, film. yeah. yeah. So, um, look, J.J. Abrams probably feels that way, but I think he's a little more sort of... Well, he played us safe with the first one because he had to. Yeah. I and think... I think Ryan Johnson feels that way as well because, I mean, you know, your mileage may vary on how you feel about The Last Jedi, but, I mean, I think it's a Star Wars movie in a lot of ways. It's also a Ryan Johnson movie in a lot of yeah. ways. I um, tried to watch it recently. Cause like, I, I just, I'm like, I want to like this movie. Hmm. I reckon I got 25 minutes in and went, I just don't like it. I just, it's not, I just don't like it. It's wholly understandable. And I mean, look, there are certainly parts of it that I don't like. I really think you could probably... I was, I was just bored. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. But anyway, we're not talking about last year. No, no, no. We're <laughs> talking about The Mandalorian and how much we're liking and that. how much it's we good. love Mandalorian. Yeah, because yeah. it's, really, uh, it's really doing it for yes, us. Yes. Yeah. Uh, before we go, um, yeah. we, we, had, we asked the patrons for a few questions, but I think, looking at the time, let's um, say that for the next episode. Absolutely. So we'll a, we'll yep. start the mailbag, Mandalorian mailbag in the next episode. But before you go... Where do you think they're going to go from here? In terms of the rest of this season? Mandalorian. Episode four, what are you expecting? Oh, gosh. Well, okay, he's he's on the run now. You know, he's double-crossed... Uh, yeah, it's Grief Karga. Is that his name? Yeah, played by Carl Weathers. Yeah, who, you know, Grief Karga, yeah. Yes, certain uh, certain listeners will know him as Chubbs from... Um, <laughs> from Happy, Happy Gilmore. Gilmore. 
you know, some of us know him as Apollo Creed. I got I think, my hand back. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let's meet in the middle. He's the dude who got his arm ripped off by a predator. Yeah. <laughs> okay, look, he's... Uh, the Mandalorian's you know, going to be on the run from this guy. He's going to be on the run from the client. Who He's was... going to send everybody out to get him. Yeah, you know, and you and yeah, I mean, as this episode, this most recent episode showed, there's a whole bar full of bounty hunters. Yeah, and do they all have this tracking device? So can they track him now because he's got Baby Yoda? I'm not sure. I may, I, I might have missed that part. Or does that only go off when Baby Yoda's close to them? I'm not too sure. Anyway, not too sure. He's going to be sending them for them anyway. Yeah, exactly. So no, I think I think he's the Mandalorian's on the run. Where this is going to be what close to the halfway point of the season, so yeah. yeah, there's going to be a few episodes where he's sort of like looking for sanctuary, looking for a safe haven somewhere. He's probably calling on old friends who you know maybe can't be trusted. Uh, well, there's a female character who's going to come into the next episode of Red. Yeah, and I, hopefully, I think it's played by uh, this woman Gina Carano, who is a uh, mixed martial arts fighter. Uh, it is as Cara Dune. Yeah, Gina Carano. Yeah. Yeah. She's a, for, a former rebel shock trooper turned mercenary who fought in the civil war for the rebel alliance. Nice. Gina Carano can kick your ass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and um, Star so Wars yeah. needs that. So, a, a female character who doesn't need Jedi powers to beat the shit out of you. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. So, um, look, I'm, I'm terrible at predicting what sort of lies ahead in future episodes. But, you know, clearly he's, he's on the run. He's got this cargo that he is feeling more and more invested in, that he wants to protect more and more, that everybody wants to get their hands on. I think he's going to try and find out yeah, some of the mystery surrounding Yodito. I mean, yeah. He's going to know why, how did he do that? Yeah. What is what, this what, force? What is this, yeah, what is this uh, little child capable of? Well, maybe Gina will explain the force to him in the next episode. Let's find she out. She fought in the Rebel Alliance. We've got a, we've got a few days to uh, yeah, sort yeah. Of stew on this before we find out. But the, the, uh, one, one other thing, maybe they'll take the story in this direction. Will Mandalorian eventually see Baby Yoda, Yodito, as a threat because of his powers? Hmm. And be scared of, not scared of him, but think, do I actually want this guy around? I think he's he's going to have to get He's fallen in love with him. Yeah, yeah. But he's going to have to sort of cut ties at some stage. Yeah. Whether it's uh, for his own, for the Mandalorian's own safety, or for the child's own safety... Or you know, just because he can't be toting a kid around doing his doing his complicated profession, do the that same w- thing that his parents did for him. Just put him in a little hole. Yeah, yeah. Him. Well, it's yeah. I mean, I don't think the man, the episode, the show would show you the Mandalorian's childhood or flashbacks of you know him. If it didn't being, mean something. Yeah, being stuffed in a bomb shelter. I mean, yeah, it, it, they wouldn't tell you that if it didn't mean something. Yeah. Either unless it's quite unless literally it's past, yeah, quite literally, or just a little conclusion you can draw by yourself. Yeah, 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 yeah. By the way, how sad were you when Baby Yoda was on the table getting work done? Oh, no, I was like, he's so he's asleep. <laughs> <laughs> Wake him up! Yeah, I was like, I felt so bad for him. But he looked like he was covered with a blanket, so that was yeah, yeah I know. He had his blanket at on, least that doctor redeemed himself. True. Yeah, but that Werner guy, he's got to go, right? Well, well Werner's the actor's name, but yeah. What's the character's name? The character's called The Client. Just The Client, to, okay, to, yeah. The, to the best of my knowledge. But yeah, I mean... Surely the, the, the child's got to get his revenge on The Client. <laughs> you would think so. Good casting of Werner Herzog as well. Werner, yeah. Werner Herzog is a very interesting cat. If you don't know about Werner, do some Googling because he's got a long career as like this independent filmmaker who mm. you know, would go into the jungle and just make these insane epics. And he was in like a you know, knockdown drag out brawl with his favourite leading man. And he rescued Joaquin Phoenix out of a... You know, turned over car and he got yeah. shot during an interview once. And really? Yeah. Shot? Yeah, just by like a 22 or something. Oh, he's nothing. <laughs> he's <laughs> very, very interesting cat, Werner Herzog. Has openly come out and said he's never watched a Star Wars film in his life. <laughs> the other good this. thing I heard is that uh, they were making the show and I think they were, they were almost 
using uh, like puppet Yodito as like a stand-in and they were going to like CGI it instead. Oh, wow. You are cowards. You was the puppet. Is that what he said? <laughs> I, think, I think he called him cowards. Good. You was the puppet. Coward is such a bad word too. It's like when your parents are disappointed in I you. No, yeah. It's, like, it's not you dickhead. It's you coward. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> just, I'm just disappointed <laughs> in you. Why not use the puppet? I'm just seeing here the next episode uh, is directed by Bryce Dallas Howard. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's the end of the episode that she directs. So every episode is directed by a different person. I know, Deborah Chow does two. Rick Famuyiwa? F- yeah. Uh, he does two episodes as well. And, I think Taika Waititi uh, is maybe directing he's one. He's doing the, the finale. Yeah. Yeah. And this guy, Dave Filoni, who I think is like the co-creator or co-producer of the show. Okay, yeah. the first one. He's been in part of Star Wars forever. I think he directed okay, a lot of the Clone Wars, maybe even created the Clone Wars. I've series. heard those shows are great. I've, yeah, I mean, if you, if you want your Star Wars fix... You know, between you know trilogies or whatever. Apparently, yeah. yeah, they're really good. I mean, I just never got into them before they had money to commit to live action stuff. True, true. Yeah. And um, yeah, Deborah Chow, who directed episode three and is directing another one. I heard that she is going to be directing the, the entirety of the Obi Wan series. Wow. Okay. Yeah, and based on episode three, it's in good hands. Yeah, man. yeah. She yeah, did yeah. a really good job with it. Alrighty. Well, that is first episode, chapter one, two, three of the Mandalorian. Not talking Mandalorian. It's what is it? Take it like a Mandalorian. <laughs> we'll the Dandolorian. We'll see what the patrons have to say. But thank you once again, Mr. Guy Davis, for joining us. Thank you, Dando, for hosting so well. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Make sure you let us know in the comments what you thought of this review and make sure you send us more questions for the Mandalorian mailbag in the next episode. But for now, I'm Dando. I'm Guy. And we'll catch you guys in the next episode. Cheers. Bye.